I, I, I maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Welcome back to 88.3 WCTs. After further review, got one more subject here with David, the man of God, Harris. And uh, talking about NFL's voluntary OTAs, but right now I'm watching the jump. What happens if LeBron and the Cavs lose on Friday, or if even they win on Friday and lose on Sunday? Does the King leave? David, real quick, does the King leave if the Cavs lose in the conference finals? I don't think he leaves, but they're going to have to get some major piece with that number eight pick. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's totally tr- true. It's it's it'll be it'll be an interesting one. Now we go into voluntary OTAs. Mind you, we mentioned the word voluntary before that, but people make a big deal out of this. I never understood that, especially with these OTAs, especially in late May, early June. David, your thoughts? Yeah, and like you said, voluntary OTAs for the NFL, where it's mostly new acquisitions to the team. Some rookies, free agents, first, second year players, they're coming in to get acclimated with the like with their new team. Or in some cases, if there's a coordinator change, you want to have voluntary OTAs just to get a mini workout in preparation for mandatory mini camp. And this offseason in particular, thinking about Julio Jones with the contract situation, Eric Donald with the contract situation, and then Le'Veon Bell with this whole situation in Pittsburgh. A lot of people have been making big headlines about some of these all pro, these veterans not making or not showing up to voluntary OTAs. And so for me, it goes back to, again, voluntary. If these were required mandatory OTAs or mandatory offseason activities and they were missing, then yes, we can read slightly into it. And I say slightly because if Tom Brady wants to miss OTAs, He's going to miss OTAs. If he can show up week two of you know of the preseason, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, welcome back, Tom." Like there are some players in which they really don't even need to be there for the mandatory stuff, regardless if there's a new coordinator or regardless of the new pieces around them, because they're so ingrained within the fabric of what the team's trying to do and the trajectory that the team is trying to go. That, yeah, there may be a little tinkle here or there, but they can pick that up on the fly because as veterans, they're able to learn, process, and adapt. And so, for me, while I understand it's you know late May, early June, you need something to fill up an hour on all these NFL shows, or you need something to fill up conversation on the NFL network aside from showing highlights of old games. But can we get past the point to where 
if it's deemed voluntary, then let's treat it as voluntary and let's not make a big deal when people decide to miss something that's voluntary or skip something that's voluntary. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. If it was meant, again, if it was mandatory and they were missing it, then we can read something into it. But it's meant in May. Like, no one's thinking about football. These veterans aren't worried about football. They're worried about enjoying their summer. Like, they're on vacation. They're, some of them are probably in Cancun or backpacking through Europe somewhere. Right, yeah. We mentioned this earlier. We talked about it off the off the air. Is that your veterans and stars don't need to come to voluntary OTAs. It's it's more of rookies trying to learn the system and guys that are they're trying to make a mark in the league. I mean that that's what it it should, it should be all about. It shouldn't be, you know. They talk about safety and they don't want guys to get injured, and then they pull stuff like this, and it's like wait a minute, you know, you're talking about all this, but you want these guys to come to these voluntary organized team activities, as they like to call them. And it's just like, you know, football starting to become a sport that's all year round. You need you need some kind of rest. You need to rest your body. And I don't, don't understand why some of these people <laughs> are, are, are getting upset about this. I mean, I don't want to see Tom Brady at voluntary OTAs. I don't want to see Gronk there. I don't want to see them get hurt. And let's face it, if they're smart, they're not going to make them go through a full load of workouts. I mean, now, if they want to show their face, show support for the team, maybe some team camaraderie, great. But, I mean, for them to go to voluntary OTAs is almost like the 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 30-minute window that the media gets to go to before and after practice. Basically, the stars are probably much going to probably be doing a lot of stretching and and doing simple drills than actually getting into the, the, the heat of everything. I mean, I just, I, I, I've, I've thought the same point that you've thought that, you know, big deal, you know, let these guys go out, have an off season, have a life, you know, get re-energized for a football. Cause I mean, it's a grind. I mean, really football is the shortest time t- season than the NHL, the NBA and major league baseball, obviously, but just that physical grind of going through, a season and especially a team like the Patriots that basically every year they win their division. They're going to be going deep in the playoffs. You know, you know, I think they, you know, they need to get their bodies rested up. I think voluntary OTAs are maybe for more teams like the lesser teams, like the bears. I mean, they need to get better. So voluntary OTAs might be a good fit for them, but a team like the Patriots and then the Eagles and, Teams that made the playoffs or the Steelers who consistently win. Voluntary OTA should just be looked at as, okay, Big Ben, you know, maybe he's in Finley this weekend hanging out with family or something. Okay, cool. We'll see you in July. That that that, that That's for their team. But a team like the Bears and Trubisky, you know, we need to, you know, before we get to that elite level, we need you to get, you know, some, um, some uh, uh, I guess not uh, coordination, but some uh, – with your receivers, you know, some timing down with them. Then I think the voluntary OTAs would be good for him, the good young teams. But other than that, maybe even the Browns, they need OTAs. They need all the help they can get because they didn't win any games. But obviously the upper-tier teams, voluntary OTA to me is just basically a yawn fest. Yeah, and one example kind of is Hunter Henry, who's a starting tight end for the, the L.A. Chargers. 
running a downfield during a drill on touch towards, you know, towards ACL out for the season. Like he's your starting tight end. So now you're already at a position where you had, you know, not much, that much depth. Now you're looking at, Hey, this is supposed to be a reliable option. A guy that was really coming into his own this past couple of seasons, kind of walking in that step that Antonio Gates left, but now you're down a tight end. And it's because he was running down downfield in a drill untouched. Now, could that have happened, you know, in July, August? Sure. But, again, when it happens during, like, mandatory activities or minicamp or during training camp, those are the ones where you're like, okay, maybe such and such happened. But if it's happening in May, June, it's like, dude, why are you doing football drills? Like, you're already entrenched in the team. Like, you are the starting tight end. You don't need me doing drills, dude. Like, I don't care how old you are. If you're really, if you're a starter, unless you're one of these rookie starters where you're coming in and they're basically handing you the keys, like a Saquon Barkley, like the quarter, like the, you know, the Rosens, the Darnolds, the uh, Mayfield, like those guys, yeah, they should be rookies out there that are starters that need to get those reps. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're if you've been in the league a couple of years and you're a starter, like, like maybe do some ex, do the Jay Color plan, get on the exercise bike, but like that's it. <laughs> like maybe do a job. Yeah, that, that's the I got mentioned before. Yeah, if 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 you want to have team camaraderie or you know just not have it be a big deal, the stars can show up, but they're not going to be out there in the heat doing everything. Um, uh, you know, they, they're just not, like I said, go out there and be on the bike, maybe participate in a few of the light workouts. But we don't need you to afford you to get injured. And that's why I said with the NFL, it's almost like a walking contradiction league. Well, you, we don't want you to get hurt. And we care about the player safety. But yet you have Thursday night football and the players have been complaining for years about their bodies not being recovered from Sunday to Thursday. But you still have it because it's profitable. Same thing with the volunteer OTAs. Let's face it, the NFL is a smart league, and there's no time off. You know, any publicity is good publicity for the NFL. And if you can talk about volunteer OTAs in late May and early June, I mean, okay, it's great for the NFL, but for the players on on overall, though, um, you know, they need they need their rest. And I think the proven players that have done it, they deserve the rest. Now, the team guys that are trying to prove themselves and get a spot in the league, yeah, that, that's a good opportunity for them. But at the same time, though, like you said, the tight end for the Chargers, he's running around and he tears an ACL. And, and let's face it, in the NFL, there aren't any guaranteed contracts. And if you're one injury away from being out the league and missing out on some money. So I don't really blame any of these players for not playing. Now, maybe if the league had more guaranteed contracts, I, okay, go to the volunteer uh, uh, OTAs, but with how the structure of the NFL is, I don't blame any of these players if they don't want to go to volunteer anything that's voluntary where they're putting their body on the line and possibly ruining their career. So you're basically saying that the NFL should start not taking the money from the government and putting their own pockets and give it to the players that are actually busting their butts and risking their own lives and livelihood a year in year out to help fuel that bomb dollar 
Well, I think huh. I think any. Well, I mean, I think any. Well, let's face it, any company should be able to do that. But let's face it, they're not. I mean, you you run a business for one main reason, and that is to make a profit. And in life, everything's not fair. They're not going to share anything equally with them. They're going to make sure that they make their their money, and it's going to be a trickle down effect because that's pretty much how capitalism is. And you know, if and if you play your cards right, usually you can. Um, benefit from you know this uh, capitalism but they're they're, they they're gonna take all the money that they can and you're only gonna get as much as we're gonna give you i mean that's just just how human nature is even though the guys on the field the main product is the one making you all the money uh, that you, you always can make more so that's why i don't hate on player mobility that's why i don't hate on guys trying especially in the nfl trying to get as much as they can because it is a short window I mean, the average career only lasts three to four years. Very rarely do you get somebody to have a 14, 15-year career. Most of the time, it's the quarterbacks that have that long career. It ain't any other uh, uh, position. I mean, let's face it. If you you know if you can be in the league past four years and get to maybe your eighth, ninth year, you've had one heck of a career in the NFL. And, you've, and if you've saved your money right, you, you've made a, a substantial amount of money if if, if you if you've done it right. So. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, thinking about at least the situation in L.A., like now they're seriously bringing back Antonio Gates, where it's like, dude, he just wanted to, like, ride off into the sunset. Like, if he's like, hey, this is finally the first real offseason that I can just be like, eh, no football, no cares in the world. Oh, Hunter Henry went down. Ah, crap. Here comes ownership. Call him my phone again. Yeah, I and mean. It's like, yeah, like Antonio Gates is well, he's done. I mean, let's face it, Antonio Gates—he's like, not on Pro Bowl status anymore. And the volunteer OTAs—that's something that'll keep him in shape and everything. But yeah, he's pretty much done, in my opinion. Yeah. As far as being an elite tight end, I mean, basically now he's—he's he's collecting a paycheck, and then almost to the point now where it's kind of like, dude, you might want to start uh, kind of giving this up. Well, no, that's the thing. Like he had. Like, he was on that verge of retirement, but now with the ACL injury to Henry, like, the Chargers are going to be banging at his door so that he can come in and be the starting tight end mm-hmm. this year. So it's like they're basically not strong-arming him, but it's going to feel like a strong arm. Like, hey, our, our new main, you know, big man on campus just went down with his ACL. Mm-hmm. You really want to come back and, you know, help Philip Rivers get to that 9-7 record? And it's just like, yeah, it, it sucks, not just for Hunter Henry, not just for the L.A. Chargers, but for some of these veterans to where you see more and more of these ACL injuries and all these owners and GMs want to go back, oh, let's bring back, you know, these older players because they're veterans, they know the roster, but it's like, those bodies are beat up. You know? like, you guys not realize that? Like, you can't just call the 32, 33-year-old, whether it's a linebacker, whether it's a tight end, whether it's a running back, like, even the court, like even the quarterback. I, there was one report that says Carson Palmer. Um, I think it was Carson Palmer. Oh, uh, no. Kurt Warner got a call like, last year about a serious consideration of playing in the NFL. Like, he's pushing 50. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that say about our league when we have all this young talent and people are calling up, you know, 
these old, rugged vets who've already gotten out of the league. They're living their best lives. And it's like, oh, because of OTAs, now we have to bring in so-and-so. And it's like, the product is suffering in more ways than one. And it starts with, hey, these guys can't even get to a season to get hurt. They're getting hurt before the mandatory grinding, you know, the actual grinding is supposed to start. So. Yeah, that, that's totally true. So, David, what you got going on on the weekend is uh, we got the Memorial Day weekend. It's hot outside. We talk about voluntary OTAs. And uh, basically we've got a good weekend of NBA basketball. Game six on Saturday with uh, the uh, Warriors and uh, Rockets. And if Friday, if, if if LeBron and the Cavs can come through on Friday night, then you're looking at Sunday, a game seven in Boston. Uh, actually a good three-day weekend for a lot of people unless, you you know, you work in, and get a little bit of overtime on that Monday. But, David, what do you got planned? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, since watching the NBA playoffs is voluntary, I'll, the, I'll think about it. Right, like, that's I mean, true. Too. Also, <laughs> NHL Stanley Cup finals start on Monday as well. Yeah, and, and of course, baseball is in the swing of things now that it's Memorial Day weekend. People are going to start really looking at the dog days of summer and baseball really being the primary sport on TV, aside mm. from off-season football workouts. Yeah, draft, draft, draft. yeah, right, exactly. In the NBA Summer League, I mean, basically this weekend is the official, I guess, start of the summer uh, weekend. Obviously, Memorial Day weekend is. Yeah, and so sports on the tube, and so there's there's going to be plenty to watch. Well, I guess so, but then again, though, if 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 baseball is the main attraction, I guess, um, you know, I I don't know. To me, you know, it's like look. <sighs> You know that that's what it is for me for baseball, basically. <sighs> but the, guess what, though the Mud Hens, the Mud Hens are doing pretty well. The the Triple uh, A found um, team for the Detroit, Detroit Tigers, so maybe they'll be getting some youth going up there. But other than that, though, uh, the summer does kind of get a little boring for sports talk. Yeah, and so that's why people are. Counting down the days until college football season and yeah. the NFL. Right, but the NFL, they'll give you your, your treat by giving a, a storyline from voluntary OT, OTAs. Or in the protest, whichever one makes you most feel comfortable. Right, exactly. But, you know, like I said, that'll pretty much uh, do it for us here on this uh, Labor Day uh, version of After Further Review. Make sure you can always check us out Saturdays 11 to 1 or on our podcast on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes. Uh, it's going to be a hot one out there, David. And, like, stay stay cool. Are you going to be outside getting the tan? Yeah, maybe doing some workout training. Hopefully I don't, you know, do any knee damage or anything during these drills. I was actually in uh, the Co, as they like to call it, in Columbus last weekend over there um, by Reynoldsburg. Yeah, I saw that you ran into a former NBA player who, mm-hmm. you know, Yes. If he was a little bit better at his craft, he would probably still be in the league right now. Yeah, yeah Jared. Yes, I did. I ran into Jared Sullinger at uh, Whitehall, uh, Yearling Whitehall High School for an AAU uh, tournament. The yeah. Nike Super 16 for All Ohio Red. But, uh, David, like I said, stay cool, man, and uh, enjoy the weekend. All right, you too. All right, man. That was David the Man of God Harris calling from 
Columbus is 614. But we're up here in the 419 giving you a great show for you for uh, Frank and David the Man and God Harris. I'm Derek Lawson. Once again, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes because we're right there in the pocket for you to listen to all the show. We're always on Saturdays 11 to 1 here on 88.3 WXUT. Peace. We're out. See you next week.